Hello, and welcome to episode 73 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McMenamin. In this week's podcast, we are discussing the topic of doing the things you hate. So with that, let's go ahead and start the show. So Sean, how are you doing today? Good, Les. How are you? I am doing fine. You know, we're having a little bit of heartache with our uh, podcasting tool. So uh, hopefully we've kind of changed some things up. Hopefully uh, uh, today will be a little bit better. We're, we're flying blind, so to speak. Yeah, right. We're not looking at each other. So this, we won't <laughs> talk over each Skype. other. We, we what? We won't talk over, talk over each other. And there we did go talking over each other. <laughs> I know. We're, we're, this is going to take a little bit of practice. So uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes. So, uh, um, it's been probably, uh, what, a couple weeks since we released a, a podcast, uh, mm-hmm. but we seem to be increasing in listeners. So that's kind of exciting. So, uh, Hopefully keep spreading the, keep yeah. spreading the word and, uh, we enjoy doing these. So absolutely. So what is our topic for today? <clears throat> yeah. Today's topic we titled doing the things you hate. In your job, well, it can be in your job or you know anywhere in your in the in the world. And I was thinking outside of work, perhaps uh, some people hate going to the gym, but you know, <laughs> you know sometimes uh, you just you just have to do it. I'll jump on that bandwagon. Going to the gym, yeah, that's a tough one. Mowing the lawn, yeah, yeah, that's a it's tough one. Be done right, it does have to be done. So, at, so at work, at yeah, work, at work, you you have tasks. You know, in amongst the things, you, you know, you like to believe that, that your employees like their job and it doesn't have to be their employees, you and me both. You know, everybody's got the things that they do at work and the things that they like and the things that they dislike. Right. So how do you manage your time? And as a leader, how do you help and manage your employees' time on the tasks that they don't like? So I think one of the examples I'd like to give um, especially in a, an, an arena in which you're elevating your quality system and you know there's a lot of 5S or improvement activities, um, things like that that need to get done. And a lot of times those are the things that employees feel they get pulled away from their day job to work on and a lot of times they don't like working on them. They have a little bit of resentment. And I think it has to do with because they feel like it puts them behind and it's really not adding, they don't see the bigger picture and it's not adding value. What do you think about that one? Well, yeah, that's a good assessment of it. And that's something that I think the leader should think about when when he or she is giving tasks to, to employees that might take them off of their, their focus. Right. So, if it, and and you can go back to and the baseline of a lot of this is is communication. I, I the reason I found out and and thought about this topic was I asked an employee. I said, well, "What part of your job do you not like?" And having the relationship with this person, knowing that I'm not trying to <laughs> trap them in any way, you know, they they were honest about it. You know, I really don't like doing this part of the job. And I said, "Okay, I understand. We have to agree that it's a it's an important part of the job." Um, and then, you know, you go down the path on, well, how do we make it so that it's a better activity for them to, to, to do and get done without, without having to dread it. 
So do they pop off and say, give it to somebody else? No. no. And, and, and I go back to, <laughs> and I, I don't like, I don't want to pat myself in the back or anything like that, but I don't usually get that response from, from people. If, and, I, and I feel that in talking with people, it's, it's a conversation. It's not a like, Hey, I'm going to get one over on you because, you know, you've, you've, you know, held me down or you, uh, give me all of the junky jobs and stuff like that. So, so if you, if you've got a good relationship with, with the people, it's like, yeah, really, that's a part of the job I don't like, you know, you can talk to them and say, well, I do appreciate when you get it done, you know, maybe it's a report or something like that. I, I get it. Yeah. And they understand that, that you appreciate it. So if it's a report for me, I appreciate it. And you let them know, hey, I use it. So back to your point, uh-huh. when people think it's not value added, they don't see any <clears throat> any change because of the action that they're taking, then they might be disheartened. But if the if the person who's asking for that, if the leader assures them that it is being used, you might not see it now. We gotta collect data for, you know, six months before we can really do anything about it, then communicating that to them gives them purpose. And the activity then value because they know that it is being appreciated. So I think one of the key points you brought up there is making sure that the employee understands that there's value in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I think that helps get them across the first hurdle of realizing it's not something that is a waste of time. Right. And here I'll even go to the uh, the pre-first hurdle. The the pre-first hurdle is that all leaders, managers out there should know that there are most likely activities that your employees hate doing. <laughs> yes. Okay. So don't fool yourself that everybody is hunky dory and they, they love their work or they hate everything because they, they don't hate everything either. It's not like people come to work and just dread their job. And if they do, that's where I would look to the leader and the person themselves. You know, if the person, if the person hates their job, but they're not going to do anything to, to move from that job, then, you know, there's, there's some accountability on both sides. And that goes back to our invest in yourself podcast that we did. Right. You know? So what are some examples uh, that you've run across uh, where people have mentioned that they don't like what they're doing? I'm kind of looking for some specifics. You mentioned one, maybe right. reports. Right. And then I mentioned one, maybe quality activities. What are, what are some other things you right. think? Here's one that is pretty recent um, for me, but if you think about it, it's a long, long incoming. People hate doing expense reports. <laughs> it's funny you bring that one up. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you here in a minute why, All but right. go ahead. Well, <laughs> and, and expense reports are, are beating because <laughs> you just – you have to just take everything that you did about a week ago or two weeks ago or whatever, and then you know uh-huh. line it up and get it get it right, and then not only not only get it right on the piece of paper, but then make sure that accounting can receive it well. You know, here we talk about uh, in our process improvement discussions the handoffs and the receiving of information. Uh, for right. some reason, for some reason, it seems that the the expense report process is not robust enough that it is that it makes sense and there's value for the the person who traveled in collecting that information in order for accounting to be able to take that information and code it to the proper uh, account codes and things like that so there's there seems to be a rift between the so two it, 
so in my mind, I'm trying to figure out which, which comment I'm going to make first, because I've got two different scenarios here specifically on, um, expense reports, but also on, um, the, the thought process of doing things where you see no value. Mm -hmm. Um, because so I'm going to touch on that one first, because I think one of the things we need to kind of talk about here is the fact that we as employees sometimes kind of have to get over the fact that there will be some things in our job that won't help us specifically or won't help a person specifically. It may help somebody, you know, three processes down the line, but it may not help you at all, but yet you're the one having to do all the work. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I think there's just things that are like that and that, are somewhat of a a drain on your day, but are very important to the business as a whole. And I think that goes back to your earlier point of we we just have to make sure that we do a good job of explaining to people why it's important that they do uh, something like that. And one of those is an expense report. The other one I can think of is um, uh, CRM data. Yeah. Not that we've got CRM figured out because we don't. Um, but I think that that's another one of those data hog can turn into a data hog and the person loading it and filling it and putting information into it really usually gets no benefit out of it. It's usually a manager or a, or a, that person's manager that's usually getting some sort of benefit out of a CRM. So, I mean, that's, that's one of those things that we as leaders have just got to make sure we do a good job of helping that person understand uh, why it's so important that they do a certain thing. And we try to lean it up the best we can. So speaking of leaning it up, let me go back to my first comment on the expense report. There are processes also where people have been told to do something a certain way and whether they like it or not, they hold on to it because they've been doing it so long not even the fact that they may like it or dislike it. A lot of times they don't even like it, but yet they're still not willing to let it go because they've done it so long. We've got that situation on our expense reports where we give our expense reports to one person. That person gives it to the um, accounting person. The accounting person gives it to the president for him to review, and he gives them back to the accounting person. <laughs> what a mess of a process. Now, I'm not willing to... uh to bark up that tree right now, just because there's too many other things going on. But, uh, so if anybody from Wilson's listening now, you know, there's a, there's a process we can improve. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you know what, that's, that's another interesting part of this discussion. Where do these things that people hate doing fall in the priority list? Yes. You know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's not a, it's not a high priority. And why isn't it a high priority? Because nobody sees the value. <laughs> right. Well, and, and nobody wants to take it on to, to potentially improve it. Well, and then you get back to our managing change and that's, right. and you and I, we, we are change agents in our organizations. We are. Those are, and those are the things that, that we like to, to address now. So I'm out of curiosity, before we move on, yeah. before we move away from expense reports, do you all still do your expense reports manually or do you have some sort of electronic scenario? Yeah, no, it's, it's manual. And, and, and I do know, and good point, cause I didn't want to bring that up. I, I realize that there's software out there. You can take a picture of your receipt and suppose, right. you know, but I, I haven't, I haven't looked into that at all. I don't know what, well, it, what it takes. And, and, and in our particular case, 
Ours is manual also. But I was telling somebody today, I said, because she goes, We're, we want to start looking at some of the software where you can take pictures and all that kind of stuff. And I told her, I said, but you're not even letting me go to the point of scanning it and oh. sending it to you. Why do you think leaping to taking a picture in real time and doing it that way is going to be much easier when we can't internally make a simple change of scanning it um, as a first step process? Oh, good point. <laughs> wow, that's that's interesting. And yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. And, and, and again, we, we go back to, and I tell people I'm in charge of asking questions. Why? Like, like, can they give, can, can they, and you put the air quotes up, you know, I guess yep. accounting give you a good reason why they need the original and not a scanned copy. Yes. You know what it is uh, currently the way the policy's written. Uh, well, <laughs> Okay. So now I will say, I will say that the, the, the person I spoke with today said, you know, Hey, I'll check and see if we can uh, start thinking about changing that policy. And I said, look, as you talk to the, to the person about that, don't think we have to leap to the end solution. Let's take a simple step and just go towards simply scanning them and using digital signatures. That's, that's a easy, free, no cost step that we could make to where our sales guys, when they're out in the field, they could scan it. They don't have to come into the office and give me the hard copy with the, the hard copy receipts. They scan it from home. They send it to me. I take a look at it. I electronically sign it and send that scan forward and you've got everything you need. But of course, then I hear, well, what if they digitally change something? I'm like, well, then you've got employee issues. If somebody's you know, willing to cheat like that. So, you know, that's a whole nother problem. So uh, let me look at it from, you know, high level right now. So it's really interesting that we're talking about this and these processes that are kind of kicking our butts yes. when, when in the past year and a half, we've been talking about how to improve <laughs> think processes. And okay. So I want to, I want to acknowledge that, that, uh, you know, we, we, we talk a good game <laughs> in our own realms. We can get stuff done. But boy, when you knock up against the counting, it's it's a different it's a different s- situation, isn't it? <laughs> well, and and I would say, I, you, you, great point. And you and I would say that it also has to do with um, a lot of the sub support processes that are you're not necessarily in on a daily basis that you haven't quite tackled yet. Yeah. So you know, accounting support, IT support, you know, IT processes, uh, you know, such as having a you know, a completed machine up and running when a new employee gets hired, you know, a good solid process that needs to be in place. But a lot of times it's not one you're willing to tackle because you've got order acceptance processes that you deal with every day and you need to tackle those first, mm-hmm. you know? So I think there is some priority, some, some tiering that you wind up doing, you know, you try to get the the biggest rocks done first and taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so getting back to, you know, doing the things you hate, <laughs> I think the reason that kind of sub uh, topic was important was because if you think about the things that are important to building a better business, um, you know, diving in and trying to deal with, you know, sh- should be simple processes can be challenging. And that's, that can be something that's 
hard for a leader to, to have to engage in at times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wouldn't, I, you know, using the word hate. Yeah, I know. Hate's, I'm not fond of that Hate's word. an awful, yeah, hate's an awfully strong word. You know, I don't think any of us truly hate some of these things. There, there might be a few. I, I'm trying to think, well, I'm trying to think of something that I would attach the word hate to. Yeah. Oh, you, well, I, you know, there is something. What? Uh, uh, terminating an employee. Oh, well, yeah, of course. I hate that. Yeah. Literally, I hate doing that. Yeah. You know, so, so you, that, that, that gives you one end of the bookend, right? Okay. So look at, you know, that is an extreme end. So the other part that I wanted to get to is, well, what happens when an employee has to do something that they dislike strongly? Okay. <laughs> change the words. You know, to me, it drags out. To me, it's, it's yes. even that much more uh, ineffective of a task, eh, not, not, not the right words, I don't think, but, but the task then is, is dragged out. It, it's procrastinated on. It's thought about too much. And, you know, if there are things, and, and this is why you go, you go back to the leaders got to find out what their employees don't like, because they're probably wasting 250% of the time it would take to get it done. They just, they just don't want to do it. And they keep putting it off and they keep looking at it and they keep thinking about it. The, the time to actually get it done is is much longer than what the actual time should be. So I, I think that's a an important factor when you think about what your employees are doing on a day to day basis. You know, I think that's a you know a great point, and you know how to tack onto that. How do you get leaders at all levels to ask people that they're responsible for? what they like and don't like about their jobs and help support them. You know, it's, that's, that's, you know. that's the culture that, that, you know, you try to encourage, you know, your peers and people that you talk to and what we try to do here on this, this conversation, just yeah. how do you get engaged and, and get engaged at, at a higher level so that, so that the, the team understands that you want to get things done and you want to get things done quickly. I, I don't want to kibitz about it for hours and days and weeks. A bit. Oh, yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> you know, just talk about it and, and push, oh, okay. and, and you know, push the, uh, the 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 ball back and forth. Hey, how about this? How about this? How about this? No, just look at it, make a decision, and then and then go. Um, whereas I was going to go, I was going to go someplace with this. Uh, takes time. Oh, I was going to say, what do you do then once you realize that your employee hates a task, and you realize then, wow, it's probably wasting this person's you know, two or three hours when it would take a half hour to get done. What, sure. what I like to do is, on, especially on the tasks that I don't like, is to go into my Outlook calendar and set the time to do it. So if it's going to take a half hour, you know what? Set it for an hour and just dedicate one hour of time and, and get it done. And if you get it done in a half hour and you can con- consistently get, if it's a repetitive task, if you consistently get, can get it done in a half hour, then, you know, reduce the, the schedule commitment on your calendar so you can open up more time to, to the actual time that it takes to get it done. And you know what? You might find ways then if you've, if you've scheduled time, you might find ways to actually just get through it without having to dread it. You know, I, just a, a side note there. I think that would be a very valuable uh, podcast session on personal time management because I think that personal time management is one of those things that if done well can help you deal with some of these things that you have a difficult time doing or that you don't want to do because you bring up a great point. And for those of us that are, you know, very task oriented, you know, 
I like lists. I like having a calendar that has specific time blocked off and, and having that time using that very rigidly, um, because it keeps me, um, you know, in control. It keeps me organized. It keeps me sane (laughs) for lack of a better word. Um, you know, so those types of things and, and quite honestly, it helps you with, um, making it to where those, those projects that you don't like doing, spreading them out a little bit to where they're not as bad. Yeah. So, you know, we talked the other day about, uh, breaking up projects, you know, break something up so that it's, it's not going to be such a, a, a drain on your, you know, on your personal well being or your personal time, mm-hmm. you know, so I think yeah. that's definitely something you got to think about. Right. I think, yeah, the way I was um, picturing that is if you're, if you're spending too much time on it, it gets old and stale. So if you can break yeah. it up, if you can break it up in a reasonable uh, section, then, then, and you don't waste time, you know, worrying about it or having to re-prepare or something like that. But if you can break sure. it up in a, in a meaningful segment, then yeah, maybe you can get through it without, without the, the agita, I'll say, you know, I'm using all Cause I will say now. that one of the reasons why there's a particular task that you might hate doing is because you've had to work on it for, let's say a week. Yeah. And that can be draining on anybody, mm-hmm. no matter what the task is. So, you know, I've been, one of the things I've been working on right now is upgrading uh, a quality manual and the procedures to the latest uh, standard. And that's quite time consuming and, and is, you know, a lot of typing, Monotonous. Uh, a lot, a lot of reevaluation, you know, a lot of making sure I've got my eyes crossed, T's dotted or the other way around. And, um, you know, making sure that everything is taken care of. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just sitting there kind of going, Oh my gosh, I'm, I am just worn out with this. Mm-hmm. So there are times where I have to just, just break away and just go work on something else just to stop or I go a little bit, you know, batty. <laughs> well, you know, another thing, at least with me, things that, that I don't want to do, but like, like going to the gym sometimes or getting on my bike when it's windy outside sure. uh, and, and you just force yourself to do it. You're, you're so much better off after you've got it done. You feel that sense of accomplishment, you know? So, so, Biting the bullet, figuring out how to get over that hurdle. And, and I have zero psychological research or study that I've done on this. Um, but it, you know, you just have to learn yourself over time that if there's a, if there's a task that you don't feel like doing and, but you know, you have to or you know, you should and you just, you, you know, you jump into it, but you've got a plan on how you're going to jump into it. And then you go and you get it done. To me, it feels like such a huge weight off my shoulders. Yeah, I'll, I'll somewhat agree with you. <laughs> You're not going to get me totally to the, to the other side on that one. You still hate I, it. You know, there, I, there are times, there are some things that I just, you know, <laughs> using, using exercises as, as the good example, you know, there's that fork in the road. If I go right, that heads towards the gym. If I go left, you know, it goes home. And believe me, that is a tough, decision at times. Now I've made it to the gym three times this week so far. So I've I've done pretty good, but after it's done, I will say I feel better, but it doesn't make it any easier the next day. (laughs) 
I'm telling you, that decision is still right there going, if I went home, I could do this. I better go to the gym. Yeah. Think about the the mental energy every day when you get to that fork in the road, you know, it is just, it is tough. Some days it's just tough. You know, your hands are wanting to go left and your brain's going, no, you better go right. Here's a question for you. And and I wonder the people that are, that are out there listening, um, are you the type of person that, that, uh, when, when you were a kid, maybe not now as an adult, but when you were going to jump in a pool and you knew darn well the pool water was cold, did you inch your way in or did you just jump? Oh, I always jumped. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. then there's no way. Yeah, inching in, I've tried that. Yeah. That's painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I guess that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the So, so in other words, you're saying, do you rip the Band-Aid off or do you pull it off slowly? Yeah, yeah I ripped the Band-Aid. But I ripped the bandit off. I wonder if there is a contingent of people that would inch their way in because they can get used to it slowly. Acclimate. Yeah, and acclimate kind of like kind of like a uh, project that you don't want to do. They just, all right, well, I just do this little bit, and then I just do yeah. a little bit more. And then they, then they realize that, okay, well, I'm into it now. I'm, I'm over the hump. I can go and finish it. Now you're getting into the psychological part of this. Yeah, which I've got no <laughs> business <laughs> you, talking about. I mean, but you... You bring, you bring up a great analogy. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that probably is one of the defining aspects of, you know, a personality as to what type of person they are as, as to how they take on projects or do things that they don't like. And, and obviously, you know, in this scenario, we all realize that in work, in everyday life, there's, there's always going to be things that you enjoy doing and things that you don't enjoy doing to one level or another. You know, and, uh, um, you know, it's just making sure that you tackle and address appropriately what makes sense. All know? right. Here's, here's another, here's another visual for y'all. <laughs> Changing a dirty diaper. It's got to be done. <laughs> Nobody likes doing it. <laughs> so what's, what's the alternative? Uh-huh. Giving, giving the baby to your wife? Yeah, maybe. I, I guess that would be a way of helping you out, but I don't know if that helps you out in the long run. The whole process. It might not. Yeah, the whole process. It, it might work. not. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, what else do we want to cover on this? I, one? I think we had a little bit of fun with this, but you know, yeah. the, the, the bottom line is, you know, be honest with yourself and with your team, and, and make sure your team can be honest with you about what's good, what's bad, and if there's and if there's a way to change what's bad or what yeah. people don't like, but like this this expense report thing. Um, yeah, you know, assign assign somebody to figure out how to make it better. Whether it's yeah. pictures and and you know whatever accounting needs, you know, make sure you back it up because it's true. You you need to make sure that accounting has it in the in the auditable fashion so that you know the company doesn't get dinged from an auditor. That's at right. The end of the year, so so you know that's the requirement. How do you back it up to make it easier? Yeah, or better. Well, or and I th- and I think what you've just done there is. You've just kind of defined how you would tackle a project, a project improvement. There you, go. you know, you identified it, you've defined it, you've you look at the requirements and the expectations, and you make it better. Yeah, well, yeah, and get her done. Whether you can and you, whether you can make it better in in one single swoop, or you have to stair step it to some degree. You know, it, you've got to figure that out. Yeah, exactly. But that's a that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So why don't we go ahead and uh, stop right here, and uh, uh, we hope that uh, everybody has enjoyed uh, this episode of Man vs. Business, and uh, we will chat with everybody 
hopefully again next week. Sean, take care, buddy. You too, Les. Bye now. Yeah, we'll see. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week. Mm-hmm.